There's a form of art and comedy that I think is underrated, and it's uh, impressionists. You know, the people who do impressions. You know the people who can copy another person's voice and take on its mannerisms. That's actually the best Christopher Walken I've done in my last three attempts, so (laughs) count yourself blessed, because they were awful this morning. It was really bad last night. That's what... Some people have been here for three homilies trying to see if I'll get it right or if, if I'll switch to Jerry Seinfeld or do a Vinnie Barbarino. Maybe some of you guys know who that is. You know. Anyway, I've seen a lot of these acts online. And you know, you know who the best impressionists are, the ones that really grab you? It isn't the ones who can perfectly copy a line that a famous person has said. It really, the, the, really the ones that seem to get you are the ones who, who can get into the mind and heart of the person that they're impersonating who can really get in there, and they'll make up their own line, and you'll say, yeah, I could see that person actually have saying that line. I can imagine that. And you know, I think that's what we're supposed to get to as disciples of Christ. We're supposed to be imitators of Christ. Imitators of Christ. That's the theme of today's, of today's homily and the readings, is imitation of Christ. You know, there's this movement and the idea of imitation of Christ, and maybe you know it. Maybe you even wear those bracelets. Do you remember these? you remember what WWJD? Do you remember what that stands for? What, what would Jesus do? Now, don't get me wrong. I like the idea. I think it's a nice idea, but I, it, it, answer, it really asks the wrong question. You see, what would Jesus do can be about mimicry. And mimicry is not the same as imitation. You see, mimicry is about just putting on the outside. On the outside, I can just appear the way I want to appear. I mean, I can look like someone else without having anything on the inside really being different. This is not imitation. And we're meant to be imitators of Christ. So let's look at today's gospel readings to see what God means by the imitation. True imitation. Our Lord in today's gospel presents parables to the lessons that we heard about last week. And I I hope you remember one of the lessons from last week. The main sentence, kind of the middle of the gospel last week was, Be merciful as your Father in heaven is merciful. Does Jesus mean to act mercifully? Yes. Yes, it means to act mercifully. But can it only mean that? No. It's got to be so much deeper. Listen again. He says, be merciful. Be merciful. There's something about your identity that needs to be changed to be merciful. It can't be something just on the outside. Something on the inside needs to be different. Listen to our Lord again. A good person, out of the store of goodness in his heart, produces good, but an evil person... Out of the store of evil produces evil. For from the fullness of the heart, the mouth speaks. WWJD. It doesn't have to be from the heart. That can be superficial. That can just be outside. But we can't be. We can't just be the outside. So our question might be a little more complex. Look, if you're wearing that bracelet, keep wearing it. But I hope when you look down, maybe the question needs to change a little bit. Because the guiding answer to this question is different. 
Maybe the question is, who is Jesus? What is Jesus? And so that's the answer we need to get to. And that's, gonna, that's who we, we're imitating. We're imitating the inside of Jesus. So the answer is love. Jesus is love. Love incarnate. Make that your question and your guide. You see, love isn't this nice feeling. It can often happen with, with love. But really it's about actively choosing the good of the other as the other. Love is choosing the good of the other as the other. And that's a lot harder than a nice feeling. That really makes you have to put yourself out there. It makes you vulnerable. You have to take this risks. Sometimes it just feels dumb. That's love. When we do this, suddenly St. Augustine's line, and if you take home any line today, I hope it's this. St. Augustine's line will start to make sense. He says, love, and then do what you will. Love, and then do what you will. Start here. Everything else is going to follow. I start with love in my heart. The rest will just follow with. And, And so if you're going to take something home, please take that. Have love in your heart. Have your internal, like Jesus, and then the external will follow. It'll come. For this reason, Ben Sarah, in the first reading, he's right when he says this. Praise no one before he speaks, for it is then that people are tested. I used to volunteer at a, at a rehabilitation center in old folks' home, and it was so hard to put on love. It was so hard to choose love that day because there, there were some folks that were just so hard to, to love. There was this old fellow who used to just curse at me, but he was the one who just most needed attention. He was, the most, he was the one in most need of socializing. And it was some days, you know, some days it was so much easier to say, you know what, I'm just going to hang out with her. She watches ESPN. That's easy. I'm going I'm to avoid him because I just don't need anyone cursing at me today. Just I don't need it. But then that wasn't what Jesus does. That wasn't putting on Christ. Love. Then sin will fall away. There's no room for sin in that heart. There's no room for that store of evil. And we have to grow like this. We have to become this. It's who we're meant to be. And we have to work with God to change this, to put on virtue. That's what St. Paul is talking about in the second reading. The second reading is confusing, but in the context of the resurrection, it's easy. When this which is corruptible talking about our human nature, clothed itself with incorruptibility, the divine nature. You and I are meant to be gods, not the God, but we're meant to be divine. There is a spark of divinity in you. That's your image. When you're made in the image of God, that's that spark. And your likeness is to grow and grow more and more. A few weeks ago, I don't know, I talked about perfection. Perfection is the state of being perfect and then being perfected. That's what St. Paul's talking about. He says, when you put on which is corruptible with incorruptibility, then the word that is written, Jesus Christ, shall come about. Death is swallowed up by victory. Sin is swallowed up by love. Sin loses, love wins. That's what happens on the cross. Love wins. Death, which is sin, 
has no power over you. Can you choose sin? Yes. Do you have to? No. You don't have to choose sin. And that's exactly what needs to happen for Christ to keep moving and having his being, for him to continue to save and redeem this world. You have to choose love. You need to become love. Our Lord asks in the gospel today, can a blind person guide a blind person? Seems like a simple question. But when he's asking this question, he's asking you as a guide. You are not allowed to be the blind person being led. You're a guide. You know the teacher. It's time for you to guide. You know, that's one of the hard parts about becoming a priest, and it's what scares me. I'm not allowed to be blind, and neither are you. And maybe that's what's hardest about this sexual abuse crisis, is they were supposed to be guides, and they were blind. They're not supposed to be, but they can't see. Not for you. Not for you. You can't be blind. We're supposed to be the light on the hill. We're supposed to see as it is. And so when Christ says, no disciple is superior to his teacher, but when fully trained, every disciple will be like his teacher, he's calling you to greatness. He's picking you up. This isn't something to say, look how tough this is, shy away from it. No, this is encouraging. He's building you up. It's a call to see yourself as a good teacher too, to be as good as the teacher, to imitate him, to have sight like him, to see the way he sees. This means emptying the heart from the store of evil. Because people are going to see. You got that evil in your heart, they're going to notice, you notice. Whenever an evil word passes from your mouth, like a little pebble, what's behind that evil word? Whenever that little pebble of evil leaves your mouth, there is a mountain of hatred and anger and jealousy and lust and envy and avarice, sloth, judgment, condemnation, all of that. There's a mountain of that in your heart. And they will see it. People will notice And in the same way, when you choose the loving word, the compassionate act, when you choose the merciful deed, they're going to see heaven in your heart. They're going to see the immeasurable store of God in your heart because they'll know that Jesus Christ abides in that heart. And they're going to be so attracted to you. And they're they're going to want to see what you're about. And so we gather again this week, as always, For the Eucharist, where the Lord literally enters the mouth that confesses him and changes the heart. And again, like I say every week, this isn't magic, this is grace. It's an invitation to work with grace, to cooperate with God, to be a co-worker with God, to co-create in a world that needs God with God. It's an invitation to greatness. It's an invitation to the greatest adventure you could possibly go on. It isn't magic, but God invites us to become good trees that bear good fruit. He allows us to remove the beam from our eyes so we can take out the speck in our brothers with loving charity, with loving charity. And it's grace that allows us to do what St. Paul exhorts us, to be firm, steadfast, and fully devoted to the work of the Lord.
That's what's happening here. I'm learning to love by witnessing love happen. Love's happening here. All of this, it's not easy. You know this. I know this. And it's not always pleasant. You're going to be hurt. People are going to say names. They're going to spit at you. It happens. Been at the walk for life. Spit at you. Say and do the loving thing. Because I think it's, it's, gonna, it's just going to build you up. But I think when you do and say the loving thing, people are going to look at you and they're going to say, whoa. That's a, good, that's a pretty good impression of Jesus Christ. 